Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. My name is Steve, and I am joined today by our fellow uh, compadres here on Nintendo Fuse. Uh, Barry, how's it doing? How are you going today? Oh, Barry, I think you're muted. Am I muted? Can you, you hear are, me? Now there I go. hear you. There right. he is. He's not a ghost. He's really here. <laughs> no, I'm here. Uh, I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm doing well. Doing well. Uh, Greg, how's it going? Going good over here, too. Cool. Um, I was almost waiting for Barry to appear all tied up again, like a mystery <laughs> guest. We had the no, packed no, up no, all no, that look, time. I'm not going to be tied up. I'm not going to let Hassan get the best of me. Okay? <laughs> I'm telling you now, I'm not. <laughs> and I got the I got my phone ready. If there's any problems with the sun, I'm going to hear about it. There we go. All right. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, thanks everybody for joining in to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 149. And we're going to be talking a lot about uh, a lot of recent news, what we've been playing, and everything. But before we jump into that, I do want to just remind everybody that uh, we would love for you to just jump into the podcast with us. We are going live on YouTube. Uh, for those of you that are watching right now, you know that already so jump in the chat and uh let us know what you're thinking about what we're talking about throw your ideas throw your questions in there and we'll refer to the chat throughout the entire podcast recording but uh we also would like you to interact with us after that so if you have a question you want us to address in a future podcast just email us at podcast at nintendofuse.com and uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can uh, interact with us on, on social media and all that sort of thing. We want to hear from you. We want to bring your thoughts and ideas into this podcast. So make sure you reach out. Make sure you subscribe and all that stuff. We are on like pretty much every pod, you know, podcatcher out there. So make sure you subscribe to our audio feed and subscribe here on, on YouTube. But with all that being said, let's jump into this week's podcast. And uh, Barry, I'm going to you first. We're changing things up a little bit. Usually we go to Greg first. I'm going to go to you first. What have you been playing lately? Uh, lately, I've been doing quite a lot of uh, indie titles, uh, mainly because they've been gracious enough to provide them for review. Uh, so I just finished The Fall, which we do need to have a game chat on. Uh, obviously, Lightfall I've been playing, uh, which we did an interview and a game chat on. Uh, Late Shift, which is a game chat coming out. Uh, I'm almost ready to start DKC now. Nice. Uh, ready, finally. And uh, unfortunately, I'm like ready to go. I finally finished all that. And tomorrow, the latest patch for Final Fantasy XIV is going live. So that's going to absorb some of my time as I do the new content there. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. Well, you've had a lot of, of games recently. Oh, yes. Greg, Greg, you've been able to play a lot lately or uh, not so much? Yeah. It's been mostly like those indie titles like we did. Um, well, we didn't cover the bunker yet, but I also did Late Shift. Um, what was the other one? Lightfall. Lightfall. We did that one, yeah. That one's already posted. And then, yeah, I didn't get a lot more time with Warriors yet. Looking to jump back into that. I did a couple more playthroughs on Late Shift just to kind of see if I can trigger a couple of different endings. But I think that's done for me now. Um yeah, looking to jump into some Switch games and definitely be talking about that for the games we're looking forward to later on because I'll be playing those this week. Cool. cool. Yeah, I, like you guys, I've been playing uh, Late Shift and, and Lightfall. Um, and if you haven't checked out our, our uh, game chats and industry talk around uh, Lightfall, make sure you do that. Um like we said, Late Shift has been something that we just recently talked about, and uh, it's, it's it's an interesting game. It's definitely one of the – I was more excited about that than uh, the, the Bunker um, game for sure. I still got to force myself to go back and play that one. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've been playing Hyrule Warriors. Um, 
definitive edition. Got that. And, uh, been of course jumping right back into it. Um, loving it just as much as I did the first time around. Um, maybe, maybe a little more. I don't know. We'll see. Um, also been playing runner three, um, which is not out yet, but I haven't been playing that. that. Tomorrow. Uh, yeah. So, um, got a, a review copy of that. So I've played through just a few first couple levels of that. Um, so very, very little. And what else have I been playing? I would play breakster for losers. So I'll have a review on that fairly soon as well. Um, pretty simple game, like a top down, arcade uh racer and also donkey Kong country uh tropical freeze just just a little bit of it so uh very a lot there's a ton of game left so i've been kind of dabbling around in in a bunch of different games recently um haven't really fully devoted to any of them but kind of just picking and choosing and hopping around a lot lately um, so there are any, any games that, uh, maybe have been re- released recently in the last couple of weeks that maybe you didn't actually get a chance to play yet, but you are particularly excited. Barry, you got anything? Um, well, Donkey Kong, uh, and, uh, Battle Chasers Night War, uh, came out. Uh, those are the two, uh, you know, I was thinking about Hyrule Warriors. I, I have it, but you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to go into it. There's, there's so much still in my backlog too, that this things that have, past and and unfortunately with life right now and so much going on uh, that i really want to do like i really want to play Wipeout in vr like mm-hmm. i've heard it's so great and i'm like oh i can't get to my tv right now because there's too many boxes in the way and i can't really enjoy it so i'm like ah so this is too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> too yeah many yeah for the, for you guys that that you probably you know you're used to watching us live on on youtube and seeing the podcast you're used to seeing the backdrop for barry i got a little we got a little sneak peek the other day and uh see what he's working on so i'm excited for all of you to eventually see his museum that he's basically creating in his house um so hopefully one of these days but you, you've been working on that quite a bit so quite a bit yeah yeah cool so uh barry or greg is there anything uh anything that you've been particularly excited about but haven't got a chance to, to touch on yet um actually not i haven't really picked up any new games recently there wasn't anything super close on the radar i've been still throwing it back and forth for hyrule warriors or donkey kong haven't pulled the trigger to get either of those yet so maybe we'll see an awesome sale for e3 or something like that yeah myself i've i've uh yeah, Hyrule Warriors was probably the big one, and I decided to go ahead and go for it. Probably the only game that's been released recently that that I was excited about, and I just, because I've been <laughs> hopping around to other games, has been uh, the newest, um, the Ultimate Edition for Shantae, um, Half Genie Hero. Um, it's it's sitting there on my Switch, but I, I haven't I haven't fired it up yet. Um, someday soon, I will. I'm I, it's it's hard to say when you get like so many game options. You're like, wow, games that I'm excited about, I haven't even touched yet. You know, it's like you with uh, with Donkey Kong there, Barry. I mean, it's it's like it, I know it's going to be great. I know I'm going to love it, but but there's just too many games, not enough time. Yeah, I have Shantae as well as another one. But see, this is the polar opposite of what we went through with the Wii U, where we were right. struggling. <laughs> like, please, someone play a game, you know, like, name something. <laughs> right, right. It was like uh, two years later, what are you playing, Greg? Oh, I'm playing Mario Maker still. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, let's jump into some news here, and uh, we'll talk about uh, this three big uh, or two big news reports that we're going to be on um, things that just dropped very recently, and then we'll get into uh, some some E three uh, rumors for now because there's not really any news around E three yet. But we'll chat a little bit about the rumors. Um, but before we jump into E three stuff, 
Best Buy just made an announcement about their gamer club. Uh, Greg, tell us about what's going on with, with this thing. Well, it hasn't been a super formal announcement. There was like a supposedly an internal memo that's like there was a picture that was going around last week, and it's basically saying they're going to be cutting off completely um, any new subscribers and memberships for the Gamers Club. So it used to be $100 a few years ago, and then they reduced it to $30 in March of 2015. And then that was kind of to go against like the Amazon's Prime's uh, special deal with 20% off of their games. But it looks like you're not able to get any new subscriptions. They've been taking down like the, all the kiosk, like all the informational posters and kiosk stuff for it. Um, they're also removed the option to re, uh, buy new memberships uh, from their website. So it definitely seems that something's going on where it's going to be officially like shut down, but we don't know if it's going to be coming back in some new form or anything like that as well. So definitely more to come on that. Uh, that's interesting. Barry, were, did you subscribe to the Best Buy thing? Yeah, actually, uh, when it first came out, I didn't because I had Amazon Prime and and uh, GameStop a membership. And uh, then I noticed that Amazon stopped doing uh, the 20% on Amiibo. Uh, so I had a couple I decided to pre-order at Best Buy, and when I realized that if I paid the thirty, I would have really only be paying like five extra dollars because of all the amiibo I had pre-ordered. So I'm like, well, I might as well do it then for five extra bucks. Uh, and I, I had it for the past two years, and I used it, especially because Amazon Prime took away uh, limited editions uh, for getting the twenty percent mm-hmm. off. But Best Buy uh, still has it for like Octopath Traveler. You know, I'm getting it at Best Buy to get that twenty percent off. And ironically. Last month, um, my subscription was running out, so I actually re-upped it last month. So I'm good until May of 2020. <laughs> nice. So I'm I'm good at least for for a bit. But I do think this is this is a suicidal move, and the reason I say that is it's just pissing people off. At this point, it's just pissing people off. Now maybe it didn't bring in the amount of traffic they wanted, and that's unfortunate. However. Pissing off your clientele, your customers, is never, ever good business, like at all. And I know a lot of just people who are like, yeah. yeah, a lot of people <laughs> are just like, I'm done, you know, like I'm not buying a Best Buy anymore. And what worries me is that Amazon may look and say, well, why should we mm-hmm. offer the 20% now? If Best Buy is not doing it anymore, we don't need to, or even lowering it to 10%. Uh, and that worries me, uh, you know, because it's it's money for all of us to save as, as a gamer and for all the other gamers out there when we can save money that means we could buy more games so it actually hurts the entire industry as a whole because if now people can't afford the same amount of games because they were depending on that 12 hours off every 60 hour game i mean that adds up if you buy a couple um that's just going to hurt everybody so i really hope best buy has something else up their sleeves that's equivalent and or better and uh if not I think they're going to face some backlash. That's too bad. Yeah. yeah. I was reading a number of comments saying like, Oh, well there goes my reason to shop at Best Buy. So yeah, exactly. I think their gaming people that go there for that kind of stuff is definitely not going to be even bothered to walk in the stores anymore or pre-order anything or pick up new games from there if they can get it cheaper somewhere else. So, um, 
some interesting comments also that I read that could be something kind of related that the publishers have been putting a lot of pressure on giving all these discounts on their games. So maybe they're seeing like less money from their games and that kind of stuff. Well, see, and, that's not, I can't, I can't see that being true. And here's why I say that when there's a game that MSRP is $60, the stores like Best Buy or Amazon actually pays the publisher 48 hours there is a $12 markup, a 20% up markup for the game. And that's what Best Buy or Amazon or GameStop actually takes in. That's why GameStop pushes used, because if they if you buy a $60 new game from them, you, you, they're only gaining 12 bucks. But if you buy a used game for 55 bucks or even 50, you know, it's all profit pretty much. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the whole 20% came about where Amazon or Best Buy are actually getting no profit the whole point is to get you to shop more there. Oh, well, you're, if you come in and Best Buy for this game, maybe you'll see you know, this stereo you need or this TV or this movie or anything else to get you into that store. And the same with Amazon. Oh, you're on our webpage. While you're here, why don't you have some grocery items or furniture or whatever you want? Because Amazon's got everything. And that's the incentive. So they're actually not gaining any money. That's why I said maybe it just didn't bring in the rest of the business elsewhere. And they felt, well, we might as well get that 12 bucks per game. And if we lose some customers, you know, we lose some customers. It's interesting. Like, I know, I don't know about all Best Buys, but I know the one in my hometown is um, the, the video game section is like shrinking. I feel like over and over it's like, so I don't know if they're just going to put less and less, um, you know, emphasis on video games as a whole now moving forward, or maybe that's just my store. I'm not sure, but I feel like, like the way that the CD section, <laughs> you know, slowly shrunk and the, and the physical movie section has been shrinking. I feel like the, the physical, um, video games are, sections are shrinking as well and uh maybe this is just a move like that i i wasn't a member of the gamers club um i never felt like it was it was worthwhile for me but but i know it was a, a big, big benefit i love i love the the discounts that i do get from amazon on that it was kind of just a bonus for being a prime member um but there was times that i that i thought about you know becoming a member because it was like well I can go in and just pick it up right away where Amazon, I have to wait till it gets to me, you know, and everything I have to depend on shipping. So, but I can just walk into Best Buy and get this, this discount. So it is, it was enticing. I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to replace it with, with anything else. Greg, do you think they, they might replace it with something else or is it going to go away altogether? It's kind of hard to see. Um, I would think that they'd want to replace it and, then again, it's, it would be nice to have some information on that. But I mean, as we've been kind of talking, it might seem like, maybe they want that margin back to go back in their pockets and not really try to make it better for the customer. So it really depends on the management of Best Buy. What's more important to get a few extra bucks per game or lose a bunch of customers. So I don't know. I mean, we hear a lot of GameStop's going under frack for all their policies and practices. And that's a topic for another day. But if they're going to go that route, they're going to really be struggling and, possibly go under like some of the other big mortar stores we've seen go under the last um, few years, like Toys R Us. So, well, I don't, I don't think Best Buy is going to go out of business because they carry other things. Uh, Toys well, R Us yeah, is a whole different ball game. Well, yeah, but this could be just like a stepping stone towards that direction. It, it's certainly not a, a good direction. As for the value, Steve, you said, you, you know, you didn't feel the value uh, for me. The way I figure it is if you, buy three $60 games a year 
just three or in two years, I'm sorry, in two years, just three, you've actually saved six hours, just three. So if you buy four or more, it, you're, you're clearly in the green. And remember that was just, that wasn't just new games that actually worked on pre-owned games or sale prices. So if they right. had a 60 hour game that now went down to 20 bucks on sale, you actually got it for $16. So it was like, Oh, well, you know, the, the, you really did save and you could clean up on a lot of their sales. And again, it worked for limited editions and it worked for toys to life. So, you know, amiibos and stuff, it, it worked it on was, too. It was great. Cause my, that my Zelda special edition was whatever $20 off. So, cause it was a hundred dollar package. So nice. right there is two thirds of your entry fee. Yeah. I, I had it and it's going to be up in August and I have to see if I'm able to renew before it goes up or if they even let you do that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they were. It was too good of a deal. Maybe they're losing money. Who knows? <laughs> they gave away too much. <laughs> um, all right, let's move into uh, some talk about Resident Evil Seven coming to Nintendo Switch. Barry, what's this all about? This is depressing news. Um, <laughs> depressing. But Resident Evil Seven's coming to Switch. What? I know. I know. I know. But it's depressing. Um, so Capcom Japan announced. I was surprisingly. Just just this morning or last night uh, for us in, in the, the Americas, uh, the Resident Evil 7 or Biohazard 7, if you will, cloud version is going to be coming to the Switch. Um, it's not going to be a physical card. It's not even going to be a digital download. It's going to be completely streamed a la on live. Um, so pretty much you can get it onto your Switch and you can play the first 15 minutes for free. After that, you're going to need to purchase a ticket. It's 2,000 yen, and that lasts you 180 days. You can play the game for 180 days for 2,000 yen. Now, the kicker is you have to be online, and you have to have a steady internet connection to play. Supposedly, it's because the Switch can't handle. I call shenanigans on that. Um, I think they're trying to test the water and see if they can make this viable. Uh, it's streaming games has never been viable. It's always failed. This is just another example of Capcom not caring about their, their player base. They, they have clearly shown that, especially the Americas, they, they do not like us here in the Americas. And, and the reason I say that is you look at how many digital only titles you have Resident Evil Revelations 2, Mega Man Legacy Collection 2, Mega Man X Legacy Collection 2, and Okami HD. All of those titles, uh, except maybe Mega Man Legacy Collection uh, 2, had physical copies in Japan. Uh, Okami HD is even getting a 250-something dollar limited edition with a with a beautiful white fur switch case that looks like like uh, Amaterasu. Uh, yet the Americas, we get nothing. And this, again, this is only going to Japan. This is not going to America's, and it's not even in English. So even if you have a Japanese account and you want to stream this and you want to play it on the go, you're gonna, you better learn Japanese. It's, hmm. it, this is a terrible idea. I hope this crashes and burns. Um, the, the world internet structure and infrastructure is just not up to snuff to stream AAA games. And it, it's an interesting experiment but I hope at the end of the day, they just say, we're sorry, here's the full version of the game. Now, I will say this is the full version of the game as well. Like, this isn't like, oh, I'm just getting the base game. You are getting uh, band footage, volumes one and two. You are getting End of Zoe. And you are getting the Not a Hero DLC. That's all included in this streaming package. Um, but again, you don't own the game. You can't lend it to somebody else. And you will lose it after 180 days. Wow. 
Greg, is this like I know clearly Barry has some strong feelings about this. What what are you thinking about the about this news? Well, the digital side obviously is not we covered in great detail already, but I'm more concerned that the switches that this take with you on the go type of thing. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to connect to like cell phone networks and stuff to keep the game playing. So it really has to be played at on a television practically because it needs to be like in a home where it has like a strong Wi-Fi connection. I mean, I know there's people out there that already have pretty like complain about their connection and get lag and all that kind of stuff. And not even be able to take the game with you and go on like vacation or forcing yourself to buy like the Southwest on board, like Wi-Fi or something. I mean, I don't know. I don't see this as like a worthwhile adventure, at least for the switch because the portable nature of it. <laughs> I'd be interested to see if, if you could actually run a, a streaming game on an air airline internet connection. I don't know if it'd be even strong enough. Barry, do you know anything about like and talking about speed and everything? Is there any sort of requirements that we know about for bandwidth or anything? Uh, honestly, I haven't seen anything. I don't think anything came out. Um, I know it will be out May 24th. Uh, so just a couple days from now. Um, and who knows, maybe, you know, with E3 is just around the corner. Maybe they'll be like, Oh yeah, here it's coming here. But I really, you know, physical or bust uh, at this point. I mean, digital is bad enough, but this is just, <laughs> this is worse than digital because now, now you're just renting the game. At this point, you're just renting the game and you may not even be able to play. So if you're, if you say, Oh, I'm so excited and you want to play, like say it does come out here and you don't really have a strong internet, you're going to be paying for something you can't even use. And there's, and, and like Greg said, you really can't use it on the go, which is the big incentive for a, a switch. So if, if you're a Switch owner and you're, oh, my God, I can't wait to play this, my advice, you're better off investing in a PS4 or an Xbox One and getting a physical copy that you can own and play anytime, even if you do not have Internet, uh, versus this, where you're pretty much chained to the TV like the other systems, but you better hope that your Internet doesn't go out and it's strong enough to stream the game. And I hope it auto-saves every step because you lose internet halfway through or something and you didn't save. That's just going to lead to being pissed off. That's true. Yeah. I wonder... Go ahead, Greg. I was going to jump in really quick. I wonder, like, why they're choosing Japan for this because it wasn't like the 3DS known for like getting together with gatherings and like meeting up with other people like outside. And if you're not going to be able to really play that, like, with friends, like, when you're out and about or showing this game that you're getting, I mean, how can you... I mean, that's yeah. another factor as well. I mean, that's why I'm interested why they're doing it in Japan, unless they have a lot more steady, reliable Wi-Fi, like in just about all the public places, then sure. But Because Capcom's a Japanese yeah. company, and as I stated, they hate the Americas and Europe, and they absolutely love their mother country. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if there's a Wi-Fi network, like every single step outside over there, then that's different. But if it's... Yeah. I think I think there is a, a little more Wi-Fi infrastructure in in Japan as a whole, but I'm interested to see like what the long-term play of this is. I, I feel like I mean I don't know I'm I, I feel a little more optimistic about this um, only because I feel that maybe it's just a testing ground. They're they're testing out to see see how this sort of a, a thing works. Um, I think it's it's cool that you can try it for 15 minutes beforehand. So you do have a trial period with the game. Try it with your internet uh, speeds, and if it sucks, it sucks. Um, but if it's great, then you know, hey, maybe I do want to to pay for the subscription or whatever renting 
whatever they're going to call it. Um, so it is nice to be able to test that out um, to see if it's going to work with that or not. But it's kind of too bad because if you don't have strong internet, then all of a sudden you can't experience that game on, on your switch. So if you don't have another system to play it on now, you're SOL and like you're, you know, you don't have um, any way of doing it unless you do go invest in like PS4 <laughs> instead and play it that way. Um, but I'm interested to see yeah, what the long game is. I, I I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm just optimistic, hoping that maybe this is a way where they're testing this out and maybe it means, you know, they'll they'll eventually come out with a physical game, but they're just kind of testing in the testing phases. Uh, maybe I'm not I'm I'm holding, you know, maybe it's bad to like assume that they're going to come out with physical, but but maybe there this is just another thing. I I'm I'm just interested to see how it actually turns out on the Switch. I'm like, can this actually stream a game and it can it come out well and will and if it does, what will that do for future games? See, or, I, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I am interested to see how it goes. And I do find it funny that of all the three big uh, companies, Nintendo is known for having the weakest mm-hmm. online infrastructure out of the three. So it's kind of funny that this is the one they're doing this test on. Um, to me, I think... You know, I really want this to crash and burn. Uh, I still, I, I still have sour notes about the Sega Channel. Anyone remember the Sega Channel? You know, Mega Man uh, Wily Wars uh, was supposed to come out here in America, and they said, "All right, we're just going to put it on Sega Channel instead of releasing it physically." So we never got it, and the only way to play that game now is with a European copy, which is several hundred dollars, or a ROM, and they have to turn to emulation. Uh, to get a repro, which is just the ROM, or, uh, you know, actually just going through ROMs to play a game that came out here. And that that's ridiculous. Like, there should not be, a, you know, a way, there should be a legal way of playing these games as opposed to an, only in a legal way. And that's what this is. If you want to play Resident Evil 7, the only way that you'll be able to play it if it's only this way is if somehow someone downloads the ROM and holds onto the ROM. I mean, even even the beta set of you, that was ahead of its time. But if you if you don't want to do emulation, you can't play those Zelda games that came out, Zelda one or three. You can't play any of the titles. You know, I think it was Excitebite that came out. Like any of those special titles, you can't touch right now. And Nintendo has yet to ever re-release them. I mean, they just did versus Mario Brothers for like the first time. <laughs> you know, in in how long before before we've been waiting for that game? So, yeah, it's just I wanted to scratch and burn because of that. I want people to be able to play a game at all times and when you release a game the object is for every person who plays that game or who buys that game you're making money so you want to reach the maximum amount of clientele of customers because that means maximum profits you're in business to make money so if you can't reach maximum if you're alienating customers it's just like best buy you're going to lose money you can't alienate customers yeah Mike says in the chat that uh, he, he's thinking that Monster World Hunter, um, Monster Hunter World comes as a Switch cloud game. Um, I don't know. That doesn't wouldn't probably make you very happy there, Barry. I'm sure. Um, but he's also hoping for some ZDI, uh, CDI Zelda titles in there too. So <laughs> yeah, Nintendo doesn't want to even talk about those. Those don't exist. <laughs> Um, maybe this is pointing the way to a potential like Capcom streaming service. So like, if this title does like really well, they can throw a few other ones on there and then all of a sudden you're paying $20 a month and you can play any Capcom title like a Netflix like for 
Capcom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not making Barry very happy there, Greg. Because uh, <laughs> I, uh, well, I think that's what companies like them are trying to seek for this uh, continual. Um, if, if, you look, if you look at PlayStation now, they're not going to do twenty dollars a month for any game. They're going to do like PlayStation now, where you could where you could buy the game physically for twenty dollars, or you could rent the game for hundred and eighty days for like eighty five dollars. So like you have your choice. It's it's yeah. PlayStation now is a, is a terrible, terrible service, and has been ridiculed for such. You know Xbox has Gamer Pass. Uh, I haven't you know looked much into it. I've heard some good things, but at least that has multiple titles. Capcom only titles when when all the titles already out elsewhere. Like even Monster Hunter World, you'll be able to get you know for twenty bucks. And like a game like that, you're you're going to be sinking into so much into that game, like in the arcade, like the older stuff, you know, NES Classic or old compilations like the Disney Afternoon Collection. There are better ways to to play those games at this point. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting though, Greg, what you're saying about how I think the movie industry is trying to do this. I mean, like that's what Disney's coming out with their own streaming um, service, like Netflix, eventually because they want that constant flow of income. Right? You're just subscribing to their their service, and they just have this constant um, subscription model um, with all all your money, and you can play their games and stuff. So it's an interesting idea. Um, I'm I'm. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if eventually game publishers start to, to at least toy around with that idea. Yeah, and that's why they're probably going to test the waters with this one to see. I mean, it's a lot harder to do since this console is made to bring with you. So, Yeah. yeah I think there's a difference between movies and games, uh, a big one. Or, you know, a movie you could play watch in two hours and usually you're done with. Uh, you know, so streaming, it's no big deal. Uh, a game, you know, could take you two hours, could take you 30 hours, it could take you 100 hours. Um, there's more to it. And certain games have such replayability. Like Steve has Rocket League. He loves Rocket League. What's the point of him paying the subscription to play just play Rocket League over and over when he could just buy the game and not have to worry about a subscription? Um, so it really depends on what you want to play. And even, even TV shows, like, oh, you know, you could binge watch a TV show in a weekend. You know, if you if you had nothing else to do and you're not going to be like, all right, I just finished the ninth season of Friends. Let's start it back up again. Like, no, you're not. You're most likely going to move on to something else. No, we do. Yeah. Yeah. We start yeah. Going again. That, that, that surprise <laughs> Friends is in a constant loop. Yeah. At our place. <laughs> and I bought Rocket League like three times. So but there you go. Uh, see? <laughs> That's why yeah. I use that as an example. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man. Uh, So we're going to move into some E3 rumor territory, and Barry's going to tap out for this because he's decided that uh, no rumors for him. He's going to totally be surprised in a couple weeks when E3 comes around. So uh, Barry, we'll we'll let you join back in in a a bit. And and we should should mention what we're going to try to do with E3 is we're going to set up streaming. So we're we're going to, you know, broadcast or, or at least record our live reactions. Um, so you'll, you'll, you know, something may be, you know, announced and you'll see Steve go like, I knew about it. And you'll see Greg will be like, yeah, I heard about that. And I'll be like, holy my God, you see that? Oh my God. And you're like, I knew about that three weeks ago. (laughs) Reddit spoiled it a while back, you know? So I'm going in blind. I want to go in blind. I don't want spoilers. Um, you know, this like infinity war, you know, like, I don't want to know what happens before I see the movie. I don't know what happens before E3 happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
it's, it's hard to do on the internet. It is, it is. And for whatever reason, I, I have no problem with like E3 with that, but I'll, I'll stay away from any movie spoilers altogether. But, but for E3, I'm like, Oh yeah, let's figure out what's going on. I think probably cause part of me like has, I have so much skepticism around all these. So I don't, I, I just, I think part of it's just, I take them almost as predictions than actual like spoilers. See, I, um, I, they are predictions in a, in a sense, but to me, I read them afterwards, like oh, how wrong they are. Yeah. But for like that one thing, like like for example, a couple E3s ago when Smash was first shown off for the Wii U, and they had Mega Man at the end. Like I was like, oh my god, there's Mega Man! Like it blew my mind. Had that been spoiled beforehand, it wouldn't have had the same impact. Yeah. And I'm, like E3 is like a Christmas to me. I don't want to know what's in my presents before I open them. I want to open it and be surprised. Right. So, Greg, was that the that was was that the E three that we went there together? Was when Mega Man yeah. was? I thought yeah. so. And then we saw the Wii Fit trainer announced when we were on the show floor. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, that was man. a terrible announcement. We're <laughs> just waiting and waiting and wait. Like at least you guys had to wait. You know, in the comfort of your own home. Like what they're going to announce. We were just standing there going. Some some big's gonna happen. I clearly we were just waiting here, like smashed together like sardines, like going, All right, what's gonna happen? And then all of a sudden we're like, Oh, we fit trainer. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Well, we we fit. <laughs> that that was that was back when Nintendo was doing things like we're bringing a big announcement to the Game Awards, and it was Cranky Kong and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Yeah. There's our big announcement. So they've gotten at least a little bit better since then, <laughs> I think. <laughs> A little bit, oh, yeah. yeah. But I want to be surprised. I don't want a Wii Fit Trainer moment. Uh, but if there is a Wii Fit Trainer moment, at least I wasn't waiting thirty minutes for it. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I will bow out and uh, right. back after you guys. We'll, uh, we'll alert you when we're done. And uh, same with you guys. Uh, if you're watching live as well, we'll kind of you know mute us for a while or whatever. We'll kind of make a you know a scene here, and uh, you guys can you know jump back in, unmute your your uh your your youtube stream if you want to also bow out like barry and uh if you guys are listening later or whatever um i guess just skip ahead like 10 minutes and see if we're done or not so um i have no idea i'm, I'm gonna check on the song in the meantime okay you know, that sounds sure like a great idea he's still okay <laughs> right. i'll make sure they fit him his kibbles and bits you know he's got to stay at least some food in him <laughs> Awesome. All right, Greg, here we go. Let's jump into this. I'm just going to read from this, uh, this Reddit, um, thing. I think you, you were the one that shared it with me. Um, it was in the, the Nintendo switch boards, a guy named lazy man, uh, posted yeah. it. Is that, uh, that probably the best, the best one to use so far? Yeah. And then I don't know if you saw the YouTube video or various YouTube videos for on a retro specific game that I would want to talk about in addition, but oh no! So okay, so we'll we'll jump that at the end. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and read through this. So I apologize for you guys that are, you know, I, I just want to make sure that we hit everything, and then we can kind of talk about it a little bit. So I'm just going to like fly through all all the the different things they mention. Um, so first of all, um, it does mention that they're going to release uh, details about their online service on May 7th, and that kind of happened. Uh, so um, and then their live service goes. Uh, goes live on September 24th. We talked a lot about that in our, in our last podcast. So you can, you guys can check that out if you want to, um, kind of talks about all the voice stuff and everything. So, um, 
eventually we get to the Nintendo E3 presentation. It's going to be about 36 minutes long and focused only on Switch titles, with the Treehouse being used to announce uh, um, and show other the 3DS titles. So the the official presentation is going to be um, mostly on, all on Switch, and then Treehouse will deal with uh, the 3DS. And then the first reveal is that the Spyro trilogy is coming to the Switch, but there's a reason why they've been waiting to reveal it. Um, they also talked about Fire Emblem, and how it's uh, the official title for it is Lustrous Daybreak, and it's coming in holiday this year. Uh, Yoshi is going to be showed next and subtitled Flipped Around and features the same amiibo functionality as Woolly World and releasing in August. Uh, there's a new Paper Mario game, and it's uh, being developed by Intelligent Systems goes back to the traditional partner style of gameplay, but still heavily focuses uh, and features the character limitations imposed for, by uh, Sticker Star and Color Splash, and that's coming in 2019. Um, Mario Odyssey DLC is next, and it apparently includes uh, Luigi being a playable character, supposed to be like the day after the presentation, and adds 70 unique moons to the game. Uh, Wario and Waluigi are also going to be made playable um, with 70 moons each as well, and no tentative release date on those two characters, but they are being uh, played uh, playable on the, the show floor, so if you're at E3, you'd be able to play them as well. Um, Activision uh, is apparently going to make some more announcements next and talk about Crash Bandicoot am- Amiibo. And um, it adds, a, if you use that with the, the game, the Insane Trilogy, um, you get harder time trials. And also they tease about having some other kind of functionality within the Spyro Trilogy game. Uh, Black Ops 4 Battle Royale is coming to the Switch with crossplay with PC and Xbox. Um, but the regular version of Black Ops 4 is not coming to the Switch. Uh, Sega apparently is going to reveal their Sega Ages line for the West with two more of the games that they're releasing. Um, and those first two are Sonic Advent- the first Sonic Adventures games. Um, Sonic's Super Sonic Racing is revealed and takes inspiration for Sonic R with some characters like Sonic running on their own while other characters like Tails use vehicles. And some, there's going to be some kind of Nintendo exclusive content um, that's also teased for, the, for that game. Uh, they talk about Metroid Prime 4, uh, show a gameplay trailer, and say it's coming in 2019. Uh, Pokemon for Switch is revealed. It's a new take on the red and blue games. They're the originals and features graphics that are basically midway between Sun and Moon and uh, Pokemon Tournament. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's is coming to the Switch, but there's going to be uh, there's reports that there may be um, censored content in there on um, on Scott's and like on the on the developers and not enforced by Nintendo themselves. And it's supposed to come out in the fall. Uh, two trailers for Smash Brothers uh, for Switch are the last things. One reveals that Captain Toad uh, is going to be playable and also um, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. And that's the reason why apparently they've been holding off on the Spyro news because they wanted to release it alongside the news that he's going to be in Smash Brothers um, as well. And uh, gameplay is shown with a mix of Smash 4 and Melee um, being very colorful and yet detailed. It's coming out in September alongside the online service. And finally, the Ice Climbers are set to be revealed during the Treehouse Live. That is a lot. So yes. <laughs> blah, now it's all out there. What, what stands out to you, Greg? What's, what's the big things that, that jump out that, uh, that really excite you if they do come true? 
Um, definitely the Yoshi part. That kind of seemed like that would actually fit. Um, I know like Fire Emblem is a key thing that I go towards, but I think that's already been proven um, false because that's like a play on words of like the Radiant Dawn or something like that. Somebody mm. was saying so it was just like synonyms for like Radiant Dawn. It's like Lustrous Daybreak or something like that. So I don't think it's going to be a remake of that title. I think they're gonna. That's completely uh garbage on that part i do think they will show fire emblem but i don't think that's the final title gotcha um the new paper mario game not as much as i want to be excited for that i don't think they'll be going to that this early but um i guess it could be interesting another thing that really jumped off like be off the wall that they wouldn't do is to have waluigi and wario be playable characters in mario odyssey that doesn't sound like anything they would add to the game luigi being playable sure why not but considering he's already there for the balloons that doesn't really uh fit too well even so yeah the rest of it is kind of just either not too much interesting to me or unable to really confirm whether it's like really true or not so i guess we'll find out at the end i mean obviously the smash brothers characters but we already kind of talked about which ones we think will be coming and it's really hard to say either way if those are going to be legitimate characters or not. Right. Yeah. I think what you hit on, you know, the, the more unbelievable um, ones are, are like the Waluigi and, and Wario coming to Mario Odyssey. I think that's, that's kind of out there. Um, maybe I could see Luigi. I don't know. Um, It'd be interesting. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it at all. Um, I think it's cool that they, if they added, you know, 70 more moons with it and everything, that sort of thing is, is cool. I just think, yeah, like you said, Wario and Waluigi, that's, that's a really out there sort of thing. Um, some of these other ones, I, I didn't really, doesn't bother me either way, one way or the other. If, you know, Fire Emblem, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, so I didn't even give that a, a big thought but it is funny that you, you mentioned that the title is basically a, a play on that and you know the other titles from the other game yeah. and that that totally makes sense yeah um yeah yoshi and everything i think the i would be excited i i have friends that are huge spyro fans and so um i know there's been rumors and nothing's been confirmed yet but that spyro the trilogy is coming to switch i think a lot of people would be very happy to to see that definitely confirmed and if he is coming into Smash Brothers, that would be really cool. And it would make sense that that's why they've held off the official news. Um, and, and I, I, you know, we've talked about ice climbers and so like that. They better be in this next one. Um, it makes no sense to not have them. And it'd be cool to have Crash Bandicoot as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Now that like, he has a game on the Switch now, so it's like, oh, well, he's kind of like almost expected at this point, I guess. So, right. Or at least yeah. he's higher up on the expectation list. Yeah, I almost wonder if that's sort of maybe a deal that the Nintendo is working with these uh, these third parties, saying, "Hey, you know, bring your game to me to us, uh, and and we'll we'll talk about throwing you know your main character into our you know one of your main characters into you know Smash Brothers as well, and kind of do a little cross promotion for that way." Yeah, I think that's how kind of all cloud worked for Wii U and 3DS. It was kind of like, oh, bring a couple Final Fantasy games over. Doesn't matter if they're mainline games or whatever, and just put we're getting cloud on Smash. So right, right. Um, I'm interested in the, the Black Ops Four Battle Royale. Is that the the like Fortnite or PUBG kind of clone thing? Is that like the the all out thing, or is is Battle Royale something different? I'm 
I'm actually yeah. not familiar with that. I'm not too much either. I'm not a major uh, Call of Duty fan, so it kind of sounds like it would be like the Fortnite thing with a not having like that single player campaign mode, and it's just whatever the battle. I don't know. Yeah, which makes I, I don't know. I think it's it's interesting, like that they would bring only part of the game to Switch, but the multiplayer is. I, if I'm if I know if I'm remembering correctly, I think that's the multiplayer version, and why they would leave off the single player like off of the Switch version, like why why I think it's, I bring? I think from what I've read, I think it's left off of all versions. Oh, okay. Like they're trying something new, just to be entirely multiplayer focused with no campaign. Gotcha. I saw some people complaining, saying they really enjoy the campaigns on those games. Uh, okay. So you knew more about it than I did. That makes more sense then. Um, if it's going all the way and, and, you know, honestly, like I've said that many times that, uh, in some of these games, I, I actually would prefer only to buy the, the multiplayer version, like for, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Splatoon, for instance, like I actually haven't played the single player version of, of Splatoon very much. I would have liked to, uh, just, you know, maybe spend a little less money and only get the multiplayer version. Cause that's what I play predominantly, um, I've, I've barely touched the single player, like, and so it's interesting if, if they're trying this out this time, I wonder how it's going to go. Yeah. And that's where I'm the polar opposite. I got Splatoon 2 more for the single player and I've, I'm only like level four or six or something in multiplayer. I finally kicked in multiplayer like a month ago. Yeah. But other than that, I was like really looking forward to that Octo expansion thing, but that side note aside, um, yeah, the rest of it, I don't really follow like Sonic racing stuff too much it's sure sega reveals or sega ages doesn't really bother me so i mean i know barry's all concerned about being spoiled but i don't even feel like i would have a different reaction if they like oh you're sonic racing oh sure whatever yeah. another game that i'm not going to get anyways right right yeah that's that's a good point um what was the other the one that you, you were talking about that uh, wasn't on this list um finally there's some like uh Nintendo Life and some other um, big uh, Nintendo people at Game Explain. I guess uh, Retro Studios' latest game is um, Star Fox Racing. So it's supposedly like uh, Star Fox characters going into like a F Zero type game. So that kind of seemed uh, very intriguing to me. So I don't know <laughs> if that's something that you would like or if that's something that you would be excited for. I know you really like those uh, really high speed racer games and yeah, you love Star Fox a lot too. Yeah. Um, I, I would be more excited if they just bought, brought back a, a true battle mode for Star Fox. Cause that would be awesome. Um, but if it is a racer, I, I think it makes sense. I think it's, you know, kind of playing on the F zero thing. Um, yeah, I, I could definitely get excited about a Star Fox racer. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. It kind of, when I, I, I do remember hearing about it now that you mentioned it and I remember going, yeah, yeah, I probably play that, but I don't really know if it's going to happen. Like it's, it kind of seems, I don't know. It's, it seems like an out there, sort of thing very similar almost as similar like as out there as waluigi and wario coming to tomorrow odyssey yeah there was like a very vague uh memory i had could have sworn i was like maybe five six years ago like they asked like retro like oh we'd love to work on a star fox game and this is like before star fox zero and everything like that and everyone's like 
hey, wait, maybe they can actually like revive Star Fox and this could be the game that's it. And then all along, it's just like they were working on like this nice racing game. So I don't know. It could be very interesting. I'm excited to know the project either way, whether it's whatever Tropical Freeze 2 or whatever or something like this. So Yeah, yeah. It's going to be high quality. I just don't know, like, especially if this is like one of the the secret titles they've been working on. I I think I would probably be uh, disappointed <laughs> if if this is yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of like how everyone was disappointed when they it was announced they did Tropical Freeze. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know they helped out with Mario Kart Seven, so they like they do have like the racing experience helping out with the tracks. So it kind of even fits. So <laughs> that's the unfortunate nature of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, I'm going to bring Barry back in. I'll send him a message and let him know to, to come back in. And uh, if you're watching, Barry, join us back in. Come on back. Um, but like you said, uh, we are going to be um, covering E3. Like, we're going to try to, um, at, at the very least, we're going to try to watch it together and kind of record our reactions and then uh, put them back out there for you guys. So so Barry will be super excited and, and surprised. And uh, the rest of us are going to be like, oh, yeah, I knew that totally. Uh, Barry, wait, are, are you, are, is the Hudson, like, is okay now? Huh? I keep telling him to get the cattle prod, you know, and brand him so he doesn't leave. And he keeps refusing. I'm telling you, it's okay. The left cheek works. That's where we always do it. Hassan will be fine. Just, I know he's going to scream. I don't care. Let him scream. Now, don't call me again. I'm Sorry. slightly bothered that you said you <laughs> do it. Like how how often does this happen, Mary? Um, I can't divulge that information. <laughs> oh boy! Well, um, well. With that being said, uh, stay tuned to E3 coverage because uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about E3 a little more uh, in the next podcast. We have one more uh, that is set to drop. I think we're we're now that we have this every other week schedule. I think we're gonna be on June fourth. Uh, will be yep. our next one the week before E3. And then uh, we're doing E3 coverage all week on Nintendo Fuse. So if you um, haven't subscribed to us on, on uh, YouTube or um, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and then check out our site, NintendoFuse.com, we're going to have a ton of coverage that week in addition to our live reactions of the, of the actual presentation there, um, whatever they end up calling it. Yeah, and on top of that, the week after that, we have our follow-up podcast on Monday uh, to talk about everything else that happened during the week. And just so you're going to get a lot of E3 over the like three-week period. Definitely, definitely. So if you're if you're into E3, which I'm like, who isn't? Um, we're gonna we're gonna be talking a lot about it really really soon. So make sure you're you're subscribed and and share it with other people as well. Uh, let's, let's turn our attention as, as we kind of near the end of today's podcast, let's turn our attention to smash brothers again, um, for some prediction time. Last episode, we talked about, uh, some playable characters that we would like to see in, uh, the upcoming super smash brothers for Nintendo switch today. We're going to talk a little bit about our predictions or hopes and dreams for, uh, some stages that they bring into uh, the next game. So we'll start off with Barry. Barry, what are some stages, uh, one or two stages that you really hope to see in Smash Brothers for Switch? Well, in addition to all previous stages coming back, uh, the stage I would like to see probably the most would be Allrest, 
from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 mm. and have it be one of those traveling stages where you go between the different titans and kind of like how Pokemon Stadium was like where we go like fire elements or earth element and it would change up. Uh, each each titan has their own weather and hazards as you go between the different titans uh, across the cloud sea. And I think that would be really cool. Obviously, that would be accompanying Rex and maybe like every character from Xenoblade Chronicles joining. Um, but that would probably be my number one. My number two stage, if I could have any, would be Crescent Island from Star Tropics. Like, I'd like to go, again, it could even be a traveling stage, go through different things, uh, just different parts, use a submarine, just, you know, just have, you know, some some representation from that series and make Mike and Zoda freaking characters. Like, let's bring them in there too. Like, let's get some Star Tropics love. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Greg, any thoughts? Well, unfortunately, some of the obvious ones come to mind right away. I was like, shoot, I should really think of like this awesome, like <laughs> different one, but it's like, Oh, why don't we just do, do Donk city? That's been covered a thousand times. It's like, uh, well, you can do the captain toad version of new Donk city. <laughs> well, yeah. well, there could be that too. So, um, how about something that's really out there? How about we get like bring in one of like the scenes from like a Metroid Prime game, like perhaps like going through like Norfair or something like on the, the equivalent that's on like Talon Four or whatever. That would be really cool to see some more uh, a cool new Metroid stage because the ones in the past they've done have always been really cool. Hmm. You mean wait, hold on. You're, you're telling me you don't want a Metroid Federation Four space stage? Come on. Yeah, and you have to team up with Blast them. Ball. <laughs> Blast Ball, yeah, but that, yeah, that would be pretty fun, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And they've already done with the really cool jumping into the background with like DK returning stage. Um, I do have to call at least my favorite returning stage, and I really hope they bring that Hyrule Temple back. That's been my favorite mm. stage when they did it on Melee, and I was yeah. really happy to see it in Brawl and on Smash 4. So I'd like again to see it on Smash 5. It's a staple at this point. Yeah. 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 It was, it, it, I was so glad when they brought it back on Smash 4. So I, I, I agree with you, Greg. Um, yeah. It's hard to think like beyond like the obvious, like you hope, I hope there's some sort of arms, you know, sort of thing. I don't know if there's going to be like, I can't think of any like special, like huge thing that makes sense to be really out there for arms. I just think it'd be cool to, to bring that franchise in. Um, of course they're going to have some Splatoon two stages and everything. Cause they're, those characters are going to be in there. What I would really like to see though. Um, cause I'm not a huge fan of the traveling stages. Um, I don't know if you guys are, but I, I love, I like the ones that stay steady because I feel like, when there's too much environmental stuff going on, I can't, I can't focus on what I really want to do in the game and just fight. Um, I got to focus on like making sure I'm not falling off the edge and flying somewhere where I don't think, you know, is there or whatever. So um, what I would really like to see is some improved uh, traveling stages because I don't want necessarily want them to go away, but I want them to, to be exciting. Um, and I really don't know what that means, but I want I want them to create at least one traveling stage that I'm excited about. That that isn't that's more about the experience of it traveling than worrying about I've got to like stay away from all the hazards and everything and forget that I'm actually in a fighting game. If that makes sense. Yeah, I can do that. But see, for me, I, I guess it really depends on what you play Smash for. 
uh, four is F O R, not Smash yeah. Wii U. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, the reason in Smash Four they did Final Destination for every stage is because they're, you know, and I did it in college too. You know, plenty of Final Destination, no items, just going at it. Um, but when I first played Smash Brothers, which was the '64 version. <coughs> My favorite thing to do was pick a stage with hazards like Saffron City and or, or you know, uh, Sector Z and put only Pokeballs, as many possible, and just have it be four-player chaos. Because to me, that was the fun. Like, it wasn't about the skill. It was just the fun and the chaos and who could survive. And I think that's really the joy for me i still find joy in that don't get me wrong i'll still do final destination uh you know no items but you know now i'd use assist trophies too you know pokeballs all the way assist trophies all the way and just make it chaos and uh i don't know to me that that's i had the most fun doing that kind of like royal rumble like as a kid i loved watching royal rumble you know because it was like all these wrestlers are going to the ring and it's complete chaos and who's going where and everything's going happening and to me it was just exciting so for me I, I'm fine with the traveling stages. I'm fine with them being more engaging, um, but I think the hazards are are part of the game. I mean, yeah. I'm, and again, there's the Final Destination version if you just want. That's true, and I, I really hope they do bring that back. Like that, that was a really good idea, and it was cool because it wasn't just the the basic, you know, Final Destination every time. You can vary it up, and it looks a little different, but it's, it's still the basic idea. Um, so that was cool. And I know I just said I, I'm not a huge fan of hazards or anything, but then an idea popped in my head about what if they incorporated some sort of snipper clips level. And you had to like interact together and, and especially for team battles, because I'm not a huge fan of team battles, but, but if you had to actually work together with your teammate to, to finish, like to do some sort of puzzle thing in addition to fighting, like that could be interesting. So I know this like completely flies in the face of what I just said about traveling stages, but that sounds cool to me. And it, and it brings a new idea into the game that maybe because I'm just a huge fan of, of snipper clips, but um, it'd be cool to, to see that merge somehow in a, in a Smash Brothers level. I don't know yeah. if you played a Kirby Battle Royale on the 3DS, but mm-hmm. there was a mode in that. It was like an arena and it was like usually teamed, uh, but you could do solo like four man every man for themselves. But you would get random things like questions, like two squares. And it would be like, won't be a four, won't be a five. And it'd be like, how many apples are on the field and it's random so it's either four or five and you have like five seconds and whoever's standing in the correct square gets the point but it's not just stand in the square because you could hit your opponents out or you can go combo crazy trying to get your opponent out that you knock yourself out of the square and something like that where it's like you know just constantly changes objectives in in the process of battling, I mean, to me that would be chaotic, but it'd be the same kind of thing where suddenly now teams you have to do objectives in ten seconds or WarioWare. You know, there's the WarioWare stage, but they could do something like that with the WarioWare stage too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, also, I do have to say, bosses need to be able to be turned off. Oh, Yellow yes. Devil is terrible and needs to be able to be turned off. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, next episode, we're going to turn our focus again and do some more predictions for Super Smash Brothers. But next time, we're going to talk about modes.
So like we've talked about characters so far, we talked about stages. Next time we're going to talk about different modes that are going to be in there and kind of how to expand the game maybe a little bit, kind of do a little brainstorming about what we would like to see in terms of modes for Super Smash Brothers on Switch. So stay tuned to next episode about that. Uh, before we wrap up, we do want to uh, talk about some up- upcoming games that we're particularly excited about over the next couple of weeks until our next podcast. So, uh, Greg, is there anything that's like really on your radar that you're hoping to uh, you're excited about over the next couple of weeks? Yes, uh, definitely. The pre uh, mentioned uh, Yellow Devil will be returning in the form <laughs> of Mega Man Collection um, One and Two. Both of those are finally available tomorrow, and I have pre-purchased both of them, and I'm eagerly waiting to let the internet check pass and let me into the game. So <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, Barry. You got anything you're excited about? Uh, well, Mega Man Legacy Collection. Uh, I, I would say two, but it's <laughs> digital, and I'm getting the physical, so I've got the digital too, but I, I have the physical PS4 and Xbox One, so I'm good there. Um, Runner 3, I'm, I'm interested in. Whether I get around to it, probably not, but <laughs> I'm interested in it. And uh, Fallen Legion, uh, mm. which, uh, which is interesting because it came out on the PS4 and the Vita, but there were two different versions of the game. And then the Switch is actually both versions all together in one. Uh, so I am looking forward to Fallen Legion. And uh, I'm not sure how Harvest Moon is going to be, the new one, because it's not really Harvest Moon. Uh, but that does come out. And uh, I don't know if I'll jump into it, you know, the Stardew Valley, which is so much better. Um, and if you, uh, sadly right now this is digital, but hopefully it gets physical, but Ikaruga is coming out. Mm-hmm. And if you've never played that on the Dreamcast or the GameCube or XBLA, uh it is a bullet hell shooter that needs to be experienced oh cool yeah it was a little difficult for my liking when i played it on gamecube so it wasn't oh it's gonna... tough <laughs> <laughs> nice game. uh yeah i'm i'm also excited about uh runner three like i said earlier I've, I've been playing it um a little bit already so um stay tuned for a uh, review and everything about that but uh but it is fun i actually i'm excited i wasn't sure how i would be about it um but it, it has been pretty fun um, so I'm excited to get into that a little more. Um, and, and I don't know, should I, are you okay with spoilers there, Barry, about this? Like there's a playable character that I was pretty excited to see that, uh, you can play as Charles Martinet. Yeah, that I knew. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of been out there, but it is kind of a little bit in the spoiler territory. So I was, I was pretty excited to see that. That's pretty awesome. Um, but also I'm interested in, uh, the street fighter 30th anniversary yeah. collection, um, as well. I'm, i in the past, I've been a huge Street Fighter fan. Um, I've kind of gotten away from it the last few years, but I mean, with the 30th anniversary collection, it's putting some of the you know the best ones in the collection, making them online and everything. So I try to like I played online recently because I've been away from Street Fighter, like like com- like not like I have ever been like super competitive, um, like in the you know esports like leagues or anything like that but i was i was a lot more competitive in street fighter when i was younger and uh but i played recently online i think it was like on xbox or or playstation or something and just got destroyed by people and so um i'm excited that they have it i'm excited that they've released it that way i just don't know how much i'll actually play online if i get it because it's kind of like call of duty for me now like i I, I just get destroyed every time I go on, you know, by like seven year olds who like do nothing except for play Call of Duty. And so it just it just drops my self-esteem when I play some games like that on, online. So I'm, I don't know if I'll get into it or not. I'm actually surprised Capcom's giving us that physically. But at the same time, the Switch version isn't getting Ultra Street Fighter 4 like the other two versions are. And it's like, 
Come on. That game was on the 3DS. You could put it on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. So, um, guys, do you have anything else that you want to kind of talk about before we wrap up today? Any last thoughts on your mind? I'm just excited for E3 coming up. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just like in that lull, like trying not to get too excited because it's it's. I want to be able to sleep at night. <laughs> just a few weeks away. Definitely eagerly awaiting, but as we kind of discussed, and there's not a lot of stuff that even if it was spoiled that we had talked about earlier, I don't think I would have a different reaction to hearing it brand new on some of the stuff that was on there. So, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks again for, for joining us. Uh, if you are new, we want to uh, remind you that there are ways you can interact with us. And uh, you can always jump in the chat when we record live on YouTube. You can jump in there and throw your thoughts around uh, about what we're talking about and interact with us there. But we do really want your participation participation, if I can say that word right, um, by submitting your questions. This is something new we're trying on the podcast. So we didn't get any questions from this last time. That's okay. It's something new we're trying out. So email us your questions at podcast at nintendofuse.com. And we would love to, to see those questions. We'll address them in future podcasts. You can also contact us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff as well. If you have not followed us there, make sure you do so and, uh, and interact with us and the news and all that stuff, especially around E3 time. We're going to be so present on social media. It's going to be crazy. So we would love for you to be there, meet us there, and uh, tell us your thoughts and send in your questions as well. And like I said, we'll address them in future episodes. And uh, again, if you've not subscribed to us on YouTube or your favorite uh, pod podcatcher out there, um, make sure you do so. We're pretty much on everything, like from TuneIn to we moved our, our hosting over to Anchor, so we're there at Anchor. We're on uh, Stitcher. We're on uh, iTunes. Um, we're trying to get on Google. We're working on that, but pretty much anything out there, Overcast, Pocket Cast, whatever you listen to your podcast, make sure you subscribe to Nintendo Fuse and also here on YouTube and hit that bell to be alerted by every video that we post. We're doing game chats, we're doing uh, industry talks, we're doing gameplay videos and all this awesome stuff. So we want you to be alerted every time that we post it. Uh, thanks, guys, for, for joining us today for the podcast. Greg, it's been it's been great. Yeah, sure was. And Barry, again, always nice to chat in video games with you. Absolutely. Thanks for letting me be here. Yeah, no problem. And uh, again, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.